Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Brian, and it's uh, it's good to get in another lesson here. We're still in the Epistle of James. We'll be starting Chapter Two, looking at the first eight verses this morning, and uh, quite a quite a good topic to to go over, and uh, just so much in the Bible. I'm thankful to uh, to have a new week and a new day, and to be up and living life for the Lord and starting out in the Word of God and just meditating on all the things God's done in my life and just thankful that uh, that I'm the person God's made me to be and that, uh, that I'm seeking His will every day. I hope you can say the same. Uh, you know, it just brings uh, joy to my heart to see people wanting to serve the Lord and um, persevering to do so despite uh, whatever obstacles maybe trying to get in the way so it's good good to have this bible study thank you again for tuning in i really appreciate everyone that that does these bible studies with me every week i hope that they are um, helping you grow in your christian walk and in your knowledge of the word and uh, i know that they're a big help to me i hope i'm an encouragement to you i promise you you are all a very big encouragement to me so let's pray and we'll get right to our lesson here this morning Father, thank you so much for another day and um, a new opportunity, and we're starting it out, opening up our Bibles and seeking your wisdom and guidance in our life. Um, Lord, fill us up with your spirit and with your wisdom, and uh, let us live a life that gives you glory in everything that we say and do. Um, Open up the truths of these scriptures to us that we can apply them in in our lives and reflect these disciplines in our life for others to see that we would set a good example for our Savior. Um, Lord, I pray for all that listen into the devotional podcast. I pray that you bless each and every one of them, Lord. Take care of each one of their individual needs and help strengthen them in the faith, establishing them and uh, strengthening them to keep persevering for you, Lord. We need you. We love you. We can't do anything without you. I ask that you'll bless this Bible study time this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so James chapter 2. Let's read these first eight verses here. In James chapter 2, starting in verse 1, the scripture reads, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto you your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing and say unto him sit thou here in a good place and say to the poor stand thou there or sit here under my footstool are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you, and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name, by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well." Well, let's talk about 
uh, this for a minute. So James, obviously, um, now going on to the subject of favoritism, he's uh, calling out the sin of favoritism. Remember where we left off in chapter 1, the demonstration of pure religion or the practice of religion from a pure heart would be caring for the needs of others, going to the fatherless and to the widows and having the compassion and everything. This is a little bit of an extension of that because we're dealing with, you know, he's dealing with favoritism and and basically in God's house, uh, you know, when one comes into the assembly. And this is an easy topic to pick on, but I'm going to give you a couple more applications of the scripture. But, you know, obviously talking about somebody coming in who's of wealth, and being treated well while somebody that has very little to give financially to the assembly being treated poorly. Um, and so um, that's obviously a terrible thing to do. Um, why would you make somebody feel bad for what they have? If you are truly a person of faith, then you understand that everything that we have comes from God. And so Um, None of us have the ability to dictate what our portion is on our own. And so that is a uh, a mental error today. Many people feel that they are wealthy because of their own work and effort. No, because even if you had a talent and a skill and you did the work, It was God that made that possible. It was God that made that provision. He didn't have to give you anything. Um, And so the reality is, is um, even people that don't have a relationship with Christ um, may have success by a worldly standard, uh, but what they have was still made possible by God. Um, And so sometimes what you have becomes this the measurement of how you're judged by the Lord because the Bible says to whom much has been given much will be required all right and so then that applies all throughout our Christian experience now here James goes on to say that partiality makes you a judge of evil thoughts in other words when you are looking at one person as better than another person or you're despising a person um, because of your own preferences and agenda, when you have partiality towards one person, the very motive that causes that partiality to occur derives from an evil thought. And so you're passing a judgment based on a standard that God considers evil. It is an evil thing to be partial towards one. You must be entertaining evil thoughts in your head uh, about one person versus another person. And so that's a corruption in and by itself. And now that applies to any kind of partiality. Whether you're favoring the rich over the poor or favoring the poor over the rich or favoring this preacher over that preacher or this Sunday school teacher over that Sunday school teacher or you you know these things are happening 
churches all over all right no church is immune or exempted from this um and oftentimes the bigger a church gets naturally you end up having little you know this little click over here and that little click over there and then partiality can get in there and you better believe this if it if it involves evil thoughts and it can cause division satan is sure to use it as an instrument to try to tear up a church so be alert and aware of that that we don't entertain evil thoughts and that we certainly don't um, show partiality or favoritism towards people um, because it's not it's not the way Christ wants us to be all right so and then let me give you this too James also points out that these people many of these Jewish believers are acting out of character in order to impress and earn the approval from those who have no respect or reverence for our faith. Now, why do we do that? Why do why do Christians do that? Right? Um, we act like we got to impress somebody who is of a high worldly stature, or that we need to um, do things to um, earn their approval and. Uh, you can think of this in in a, in a number of different climates, career, whatever it may be, where a Christian, um, in an attempt to earn the approval, impress somebody that one is not of our faith, um, and not that, that would matter. You shouldn't be doing this to please man anyway. But um, but this would be somebody not of our faith, potentially disrespectful to our faith. Um, has no respect or has no reverence for our faith is an unbeliever um, but we gotta we gotta fit in or we have to wait you know if I don't if I, if I can't make Mr. So-and-so happy with me then I'm not going to get a promotion or I'm gonna be stuck at the bottom of the totem pole forever and and uh, well they want me to be you know so now we're acting like less of a Christian at work because we want to blend in with the environment and not cause too much of a scene instead of you know instead of obviously standing for what we believe in because we got to impress this person and and uh, maybe I will go to the office party because if I don't go to the if I don't go to the parties and and you know have a drink with them once in a while then I won't fit in and I won't get advanced and all this other stuff stop it we don't need to act out of character in order to please people that are not of our faith Furthermore, we should not act out of character to be pleasing or impressive to anyone within our faith as well. All right. Um, but, I mean, he, he points to this. He says, but ye have despised the poor. Do, do not rich men oppress you? He's pointing out the fact here in verse 6 that they're, they're despising the poor, but only so that they can win the approval of the rich men who think that they're better than the poor person and he's pointing out to them don't you know that those people that you're trying to impress by putting another person down that they despise don't you know they do the same thing to you don't you know if they despise them they'll despise you too you, they, basically you're just putting yourself in a position to get trampled over because now they look at you as somebody they can control they got you wrapped around their finger um, you see, see the see how that transpires there. Why you do? Why are you despising the poor just so they'll approve of you? Don't you know 
in verse 6, not, don't, do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat? In other words, don't they treat you the same way? Um, do, do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called? Why would you want to have anything to do with somebody that blasphemies Jesus Christ when we belong to the Lord Jesus? Um... So he points that out. Stop trying to win the approval of the wrong people and start concerning yourself with what is pleasing to God in our daily life. And he gives us this. He says this in verse 8. If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. Love your neighbor. Um... He's pointing out this very, very simple fact. That true faith in Christ is demonstrated by an impartial love. True faith in Christ is demonstrated by an impartial love. We should not judge by appearances. We should not judge by our own motives. Sometimes our own desire, our own motives, our own attempts to advance our agenda causes us to come with an unfavorable judgment against another and even look for reasons to self-justify that, that improper judgment that really derives from an evil heart or evil thought. It's not Christ-like. We're to be merciful. We're to be gracious. We're to be understanding. We're to be forgiving, and we are to be loving, supportive, encouraging, looking out for the best interests of others. That's the way Christ wants us to live. That's the way he wants us to walk. And, uh, and James is, is pointing this out here in those first eight verses. If you want your church to thrive, if you want it to succeed it's not so much the music program and those things that keep people from coming to church or help people just it does sometimes but more important than than that is if people feel that there's a partiality and a favoritism in a church and that they don't fit the bill they don't stick around for very long because most people just don't have much patience for it. So it's important that we cultivate as Christians environments where people feel valued not by how they look not by what they have but who they are in Jesus Christ. Because who we are in Jesus Christ is the most important detail in our life. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you, Lord, for the <clears throat> for the devotional lesson this morning. And God, uh, we seek you today. And we, we, uh, we open up our hearts to you. And we ask that you reveal to us, Lord, are there any areas in our life where maybe partiality or favoritism or improper judgments have hindered our walk with you and also perhaps hindered somebody else from having a closer relationship with you. Um, 
Lord, we lift up all those out there today that feel judged by church folks to the extent that they just don't really want to subject themselves to it anymore or try to look for another church. There's many people out there that just feel church will not be for them or that Christianity is not for them. Um, and God, we know we have standards that you've given us to live by. We know that we're to live by the word and obey the word. And we can't change the fact that the word of God as it dwells in our hearts will change the way we behave and the way we look and dress, the things that we say, our entertainment. We will be different. We will be peculiar people in the world. But let us not be people of partiality. But let us look around and see a world that needs a savior. Let us be gracious and merciful and loving to those who, who need you and then use us as instruments to share your love with them that we would build people up and get them closer to you, the one person they truly need. Lord, you're good to us. We thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your long-suffering. Thank you for your salvation. God, thank you again for all those that listen to the podcast. And uh, I pray that you will give them an extra special blessing this week. Thank you for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. I'm Pastor Brian. I'll see you next time on the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast.